What's the chance here of the defence succeeding in this 174 application, in your experience? Well, look, it's an application that is um, in terms of the Criminal Procedure Act. And it's brought, as we now all know, at the end of the state's uh, case, when the state has closed its its evidence. Uh, And it's not brought in each and every instance. It can only be presented to court when there's... uh, no evidence on which a reasonable person may convict. And now, no evidence actually means a uh, bit more than that. In other words, where the evidence is not uh, reliable, trustworthy, and it's of such a poor quality um, that even if somebody says somebody else actually committed a crime, that the court can't rely on that testimony. So if the evidence is so poor, that's what's being argued here. You know, the evidence of the three accomplices in light of their contradictions and, you know, it seems in some instances evidence which is untruthful, um, that the argument by the defence is that no reasonable person can convict on this kind of evidence. So why prolong the case? Why um, have the defence presenting evidence when you've got, you know, witnesses who can't be be relied upon? Now, William, that that seems mm. incongruent with what we hear from the NPA. They've always told us and really even still maintain that they've got a strong case. How can we now hear that talk of a weak case? Can you agree with the NPA? Well, I can't agree with the NPA at this point. You know, initially, possibly when they went and consulted with these witnesses, uh, they had evidence linking Dewani to the arranging of his wife's or his late wife's death. But now, after they've been cross-examined and, in fact, uh, um, they've they've admitted giving different evidence to the police and in their plea agreements, and Malombo has admitted lying in a previous trial. So then how can one say now that the evidence is to be believed? You know, the, 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 the sad indictment on all of this is that, you know, the state has had four years to put together this case. And one wonders why now when these witnesses come to court, if they're telling the truth, why are they giving such poor evidence? So the test is now. And, you know, we need to question how the case was investigated and how these witnesses were in fact consulted with and briefed about what would happen in court. Because if you're telling the truth, I've always said, that's it. You can stand on your head, cross-examine the person, and the same story is going to come up. But that's not what's happened with these three witnesses. We have a question of credible evidence being presented in court. Are you getting a sense that there is no credible evidence or that what was presented in court was not credible? Well, it's a question. Look, the original evidence, in other words, when these witnesses came forward and made their witness statements, you know, at that stage there must have been evidence to, to sustain an application for the arrest of Dewani, uh, the extradition proceedings, and, uh, in fact, a decision that was made based on the evidence presented to the extradition court. And then the statements that these witnesses made, as well as their plea agreement, on, based on that, one would say, yes, there is a case. But after that was tested in court, that kind of evidence seems to have uh, you know, gone out of the back window. So, well, William, very, very briefly then, quickly, if you can, where does the problem lie? This is our talking point. We're even asking our listeners for this. Where would you say Well, the problem, I think the NPA have got to say, we had this great case when the witnesses came to court, they let us down. So now they must surely query the, you know, the truthfulness of what these witnesses said initially. And that is what the whole idea of cross-examination is about. It's to test whether a witness is telling the truth or not. But the NPA should have made 100% sure of that. 
before the witnesses came to testify, they had more than enough opportunity. So one has to ask them, why didn't you make sure these witnesses were telling the truth? If you knew all along that they were going to present poor evidence, why carry on with the case in, in the first place? So there's got to be some criticism of the way the MPA dealt with the, 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 you know, the pre-trial uh, discussions. On the other hand, may I just add to that, they might have prepared themselves 100%, and the witnesses got into the witness stand and let the NPA down. Well, and I think that is a factor that's got to be, you know, we've got to be told that. Members of the public must be, must be explained to them, is that the situation that everybody thought they were going to tell the truth, got in the witness stand and they crumbled. Thanks for your thoughts this afternoon. Criminal law expert William Booth, thanks for joining us. It's 19 minutes after four. So that's uh, the subject of our talking point today. We're talking in particular about the poor quality of what is said to be the poor quality of uh, evidence presented in this case. Where do you think the problem lies is the question we're asking. SMS, that's 34701 at 2 per SMS, so you can tweet us as well. At least three South Africans have been killed while actively participating in the Islamic State insurgency in...